Welcome to Nerdables episode 401. This week we are once again joined by Puck Podcast host Doug Stallhan. And this time we're going to be discussing DC Comics and the Snyderverse with an actual DC fan. Not that Chris and I and Ethan aren't, but somebody that is a hardcore DC fan. And somebody that really enjoys the DC Snyderverse and films that have been out in the last several years, as well as the TV shows. And we'll get into some of that with him, talk a little bit of Netflix, talk a little bit, uh, just a little bit of Marvel, things like that are going to pop up. But this week, it's episode 401, Discussing DC with Doug. Welcome, everyone. I'm R.A. Joining me are Chris, Ethan, and Doug. Okay, so last week we did our unofficial, official DC comic book draft. And I thought it went really well. It was actually probably better than what I thought it would. Um, yeah. With having four people. I mean, granted, you know, Doug he made a big difference. Thank you very much. Yep. Uh, but I, I'm really surprised that no one picked Plastic Man. Plastic Man is a, is a great pick. Um, he's kind of that. <laughs> just no, shaking it's, head. No, I know. It, no, I. It, uh, there's there's a great Joe Casey issue, and there's the issue where they basically it's a time travel type thing, and Plastic Man gets stuck in the past, and he survives like over 2,000 years or something in order to come back here. And someone makes the joke in the Justice League, like, oh, Plastic is kind of, jo- kind of a joke. And Batman turns to him and says, he just kept himself alive with nothing for 2,000 years in order to warn us of this upcoming danger. Yeah, mm-hmm. Plastic Man is one of the most dangerous human beings or dangerous beings in the entire planet. He's amazing with what he can do. He's practically invulnerable. And it's just that, that kind of stuff that was written both in Morrison and... and Casey's run. I've said that Morrison's Batman is the Batman that we've seen for so long. Right. Because Morrison's first run, the Hyper Clan run, is the him figuring it out where all the other heroes mm-hmm. get defeated. There's a great uh, sequence later. It's not the Tower of Babel one. It's, one. it's a little bit later, and I think it's in Wade's where it's um, Kyle and Wally. Yeah. You know, the bad guy's starting to win or whatever, and things are going on, and, and Kyle kind of nudges Wally like, Check this out. This is the part where Bruce figures it out. Hold on. Right here. And then Bruce disappears. Yeah. You know, they're all flipped like, what the hell do we do now? <laughs> like, they're all lost without Batman being a part of it. And that kind of, that that kind of Batman is the Batman we know now. And it, it felt like it really started with. See, uh, I think this run. is also where I think DC made their mistakes with the movies. Is that they should have allowed their, you know, like Marvel, their roster to grow. And then... Before you get to Batman v Superman, you do it Batman v Justice League. I was just so I, I, I still he think he has all these contingencies, and the Justice League get turned and everything. I, he has, I think that'd been much more interesting than what they still done. feel like they they didn't want to do. They were afraid to do the same thing that Marvel or being being accused of doing the same sure. thing Marvel did. And, and they, they, kept, the they pretty much they came through. out and said it. That's why they wanted to go more gritty and you know. It actually, does bring, up, and bring stuff. up something interesting because between I've only seen. Three DCU films, so right. both Wonder Woman's and the first Superman. You've seen most of them. I think I've don't seen necessarily them enjoy nope. most of them. Mister Stolhan has seen all of them and seen a few. I think multiple times. I've seen them all multiple times. Yeah, and I think the only one I haven't seen multiple times is Aquaman. No, oh. I'm sorry, and Wonder Woman eighty four. And I okay. just can't get myself to do that one. No, well. I can get it. I mean, I I watched Jonah Hex multiple times. Uh, I'm a DC fan. I make 
no bones about it. Um, I'm they can put it out. I'm, I'm by it. But I would love a Justice League that was split basically into two, kind of like what we were trying to do without the draft. Have one that is interstellar. Right. Have one that is Earth based. Don't mix the two. It makes no sense that Martian Manhunter, whenever I pick up a book and Martian Manhunter is worrying about something on Earth, I'm like, he's got an entire universe to to worry about and is cognizant of. I don't think he would be fighting this fight unless it was something like Dark Side attacking Earth or something like right. that. Well, as somebody that that is a DC file, um, how do you feel about the, the film franchise so far? Well, I don't look at it as a franchise, really. I don't think the movies are. It's a, it's a group of individual movies. The two, no two movies really connect, other than Batman, Superman, uh, that short little mini series they basically had of uh, the Snyder si- stuff. Yeah, the Snyder stuff. That's it. Everything else is just like the one that's just about to come out. The Suicide Squad has nothing to do with anything else. Right. The Birds of Prey has nothing to do with anyone, anything else. And Birds of Prey was the only one I didn't like. I watched that and I was like, man, I, I'm not looking forward Two, to four. seeing this again. I always forget. More than I enjoyed Justice League. Which Justice League? Uh, both versions. Okay. The, the second... The first Justice League was a mess. There's no doubt. It was a mess, but I had more issues with the Snyder Cut. Really? Yes. I, I felt that there were things that were shoehorned in just to try to make it different than the other film. You know, the 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 stuff that worked a little bit better, the cyborg stuff worked a lot better yeah. because it gave you more about his character. The Flash didn't really work more when you you know you get him going to the bakery or whatever it was right. and all that sequence. It to me it didn't work as well as what they had originally with the Flash. Um, I hated. I, I'm sorry. I hated the format. You know the the, the ratio format that the, that he chose. I felt well. Like, I've seen the TV you have, so I can yeah, get that. I, I I felt that he did that to save money on CG. Because it doesn't cost as much to do, you know, a smaller format than does the, well, know. it it gives him more vertical space, sure. Which is, I think, for a lot of the shots he had, there's things in the sky coming in. The uh, when Batman's being attacked in the desert, right. there's a lot more to that scene with that aspect ratio. I don't need to see horizontally; I need to see vertically. Yeah. So I, but I can, but I the, get that. The choice. Martha Kent. Um, Martian Manhunter thing to me felt really cut weird. Yeah, and it took a to me. It also took away from that moment between Martha and Lois because it wasn't actually Martha that came to her. Right. If you would have saved Martian Manhunter for the very end, like it was, right, it would have been so much better. And then the the uh, uh, after credit scene in the future or the dreamscape, yeah, to me just felt too pushed and and, and felt like. They they specifically tried to get the Joker into something to try oh, 100%. to to try to get the Joker to to re- redeem that Joker that they had already built. Yeah, no, there's a there's no doubt that uh, it's too long. Yes, and there's a reason movies have editors. There's a reason 
everybody likes a lot of fans like to do to complain about the studio's influence and let the director make his movie. There's a reason they have their influence. They yeah. can overdo it certainly and ruin it, but he needed to take about an hour out of that movie. Yes, the dark side stuff felt much it was yes. it was so much better. The villain, the backstory, the cyborg, I'm uh-huh. with you, but they a lot of the stuff you're talking about is just checking boxes for fans. Sure. Oh, you totally. Know? I mean, and that was a lot of it felt like that that's what a lot of this film felt like was that he knew what the fans hated and it's like okay here's my chance to go back and take what those fans exactly what you said marking off the boxes that the fans hated and fixing that moment but if we're to believe him yes the majority of that was filmed before the fans complained about what they saw right which is but it's hard to believe that when you know that you know, HBO Max gave him so much extra money to yeah. and time to film stuff, and you know, all no, these actors sure. were coming back to do stuff. Yeah, it just felt like it was. You want to talk a fan service film for the sake of fan service? As a DC fan, though, I loved it because oh, sure. because it's the characters. You, but I get exactly what you're saying that the Martian Manhunter was misplaced being Martha Kent. Yeah, hundred percent. That's not the right place for that scene. No. That you've got four hours to put that in there, pick but, somewhere else. And to me, you you save him for the end. That reveal at the end would have been perfect. You could have had a couple little things where you see John show up at something, you know, the you know, in human form, in a couple different spots, and then at the end he shows up, and you see that he's been trying to get with them all along, right? But couldn't, you yeah. know. No, it's uh, but I don't look at it as an overarching universe. As as much as just individual films, and I like the individual films. I loved Shazam. That is one of my absolute Shazam favorite was... superhero comic book movies of all time because that was fantasy escape. You yes. felt like a kid watching that. Same reason I love the Spider Man movies that Marvel's been doing recently. They are my favorites because it's the escapism. Shazam was a really nice um, escape from the rest of what DC had been putting out. Yeah, it was a fun film and. You know, you know. I know Chris can't stand Zachary Levi, but he was a good choice for that character because yep. he allowed you to see it through the eyes of a child, yep. as if a child had grown, you know, all of a sudden gotten this power. It was it was big, yes, with superpowers. I mean, that's why we love. They even do the piano scene for yeah. goodness' sake. But I love that movie. I can watch that movie ten times a week and still enjoy it and find things to like about it. The, but I love the grittiness. Like I love all the Marvel movies. Marvel hasn't done anything wrong to me for twenty years, but I love the grittiness of the Dark Knight movies. What's mm-hmm. coming? What I see from Batman coming up. I love the looks of that. And the Matt Reeves one looks yeah really good. Uh, the Joker movie that they made. I loved that. I loved that characterization. The whole that it's just a a two hour kick in the gut of yeah. just. Just awful. Well, what was great about the Joker movie is if you remove the names Joker, Gotham, and some you know some of the names that are quote unquote Batman related, the movie still works as it is. Yeah, and that's what that's what makes a good superhero movie. That's not you know your big Guardians of the Guardians of the Hero or something like that. That you can still have a solid film that plays out you know just the way it would be whether it was Taxi Driver or The Joker. And that's one but thing I would... But does that make that movie special? 
That's the thing. When people say that, because remember that was the that was the complaint about the IDW GI Joe Cobra series was right. If you change the names, it's just a good comic. So what makes it different? What clicks it to make it the Joker? Is it just the makeup and the fact that it's Gotham? Then is it really that great of a film? Because it really doesn't have something. I'm playing devil's advocate. Sure. It really doesn't have something that gives you. Oh, this is something different. You can make the same thing for for. Marvel films. Well, you can make the same the Marvel thing Marvel films, for... I've said, is always, it's just character. Like, Winter Soldier is the Manchurian candidate to some degree. Yes. Just one guy has a robot arm. Yeah. You know? Um, you can so say there's the something... same thing with Dark Knight. You know, the Joker in that movie was, a, you know... But the, the Joker, that's what I'm saying. The Joker in that movie isn't the, the... It's not the Joker that makes that movie. To me, it's Batman. It's the Batman character that is this superhero that's trying to help things, but is trying to give up what he's doing. He thinks that that Harvey's going to be the great white hope that's going to help change this. He's trying to give up being Batman. Yes, but the Joker degree. does and the Joker proves the Joker that does influence that character's decisions quite a bit. Yeah, no, it's it's the thing that makes that a superhero movie isn't the Joker part of it, it's the Batman part of it. Yes. That makes it a comic book movie is kind of the the hyper realism of, you know, Batman being able to turn on every cell phone in Gotham and use it as a sonar. Yes. You know. It really just to play on the on a on a bat. What actual made ability. the Joker a superhero quote unquote movie is the ending. The rest of the movie is a straight up, you know, taxi driver, whatever you want to call it, right. you know, your your um, sociopath movie. But the way the audience or the the quote unquote audience, the the citizens citizens of Gotham become enamored with the Joker is what makes that a superhero, supervillain movie. Well, and our familiarity with the character and to begin with. Sure. If that's not, if they go deep into, if that was Dr. Phosphorus, you know, uh, it's not going to have the same effect. We know the Joker. We know what he will become. Mm -hmm. And if this is kind of showing us even one version, that's what DC thrives on is the multiverse. Right. There's 52 different versions of every character. If this is just one way that the Joker got where he was. Well, it was also interesting, though, because that's where they, just for a second, because that's something where if you recognize that, then I'm, I'm perfectly fine with people that are like, oh, it's my favorite film because I know that's the Joker. I've, I'm a big character fan of the Joker and everything. When people are like, no, it's just a really great movie. It doesn't matter whether the Joker's in it or not. It's like, well, that's not... You're bringing a lot to it. To go to a Marvel film, for me, as a huge Marvel fan, all that baggage is coming with me. There's just no way around it. And I recognize that every time I go. I love the first Thor movie. Thor's one of my favorite Marvel characters. So when I go in, it's like, as long as you don't screw it up, right. this is going to be one of my favorites. And it was my favorite for a long time until Winter Soldier showed up and was just, like, kicked it in the ass. <laughs> well, Black Widow's basically a Mission Impossible movie. Black Widow is is Winter Soldier. <laughs> so yes, yes they, they, they adapt the type of film that you have in order to to make it into the superhero thing and whatever. But was also but my idea. My my thing is is like Doug and Doug admitting that knowing it's the Joker, that it's a version of the Joker. He's bringing that bias into it already, and mm-hmm. when you recognize that, then I have no problem with you saying it's great, it's wonderful. Right. Part of it is because I know that's the Joker. I'm watching a story of the Joker. Mm-hmm. When we when I see a Star Wars book or a Star Wars film, I already know if it takes ten points for me to love it, six points is already there because right. it's a Star Wars movie right. project. Whatever you have to start taking points away for me not to like it. Rise of Skywalker. So you've <laughs> got to get and I'm recognizing that I'm you know 
through the years that we've been here, one of the things I've talked about is being aware, being self-aware of your what you're bringing to the table in sort of any type of entertainment. Why right. you're upset with something, why you love something. As long as you have a reason. If you hate Last Jedi because all you wanted was to see Luke whip that saber out of his pants and just pee all over the Empire, and you hated it because you didn't get it, you didn't really hate the movie. You hated what you got versus what sure. was in your head. Well, for expectations me, are everything for everything. movies. I That's why in, I avoid spoilers as, yes. and, and screeners. I've uh, talked about... I know I'm going to see Suicide Squad. Exactly. You don't have to sell me on the trailer. Exactly. I'm going to go see it. Yeah, I'm going to go see thing. it in 4X... Uh, and I'm going to love it. Yeah, I get, well, like you said, I'm already at an eight. A lot of, a lot <laughs> yeah. for a lot of these films and stuff like this. You know, we we've talked about this on the show before. Is that you could come up, have J.J. Abrams walk out and go, "I'm directing the next Star Wars movie. Here's the title." That was my the joke for for, and that's all you needed. <laughs> yeah, Episode Seven was I said on the show when we were getting ready for a trailer, I said, all the trailer needs to be is a director's chair. It says J.J. Abrams. And he just walks out in front of it, just white background, looks at the screen like, you're going to see it. And then just walk off. Jurassic Park's the same way. You bring Steven Spielberg out, you go, here's the name for of the Lost movie. For Lost World, Boom. yes. By the time you got to Jurassic Park 3, you're like, hey, we got to see pieces of it. Right. Yes. If the A Marvel you, movie's the same way. You got a 30-second commercial, right? It's what I do for a living is make commercials. Right. Just show space, silent. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing at all for 25 seconds. The last five seconds, you just have it come up. Episode seven. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's we're all in. We we already I don't know, need yeah. to see. Matter of fact, more else. Instead, there might be more people intrigued with that than they would be if they saw actual footage. The 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 trailers are the worst thing about movies mm-hmm. right now. Oh, totally. To me, totally because I've, they ruin the they enjoyment. Give you the, the best parts. Yeah, in the the well, it's also the fact we got to remember most trailers are not made by the studio. They're right. made by an independent company that they takes give them the, the footage. Yeah. They say Here the story you go. of Rogue One is they cut it. They showed it to um, uh, Gareth Edwards, and he said half of that's not going to be in the film. I already know. I've already cut it. And they're like, well, we don't care. Yeah. We just need the shots. Now, in the case of Rogue One, that actually worked because. I'm three quarters of the way through the film. Like, well, I know there's a bunch of shots coming up because I haven't seen any of them. Right. And you get to the end, like, where the hell are all those other no, shots? And that's my thing is that, so the one I always fall back on, and you guys are old enough to remember this movie, is Ransom, the yes. Mel Gibson movie. Yep. And the preview of that showed him on the news putting up the ransom for the person that kidnapped his, ch- his son. So you go into the movie waiting for that scene. Yeah. The first part of the movie is, is just is worthless yep. unless it starts with that scene. I'm just waiting. If you don't show that, if it's a, cause ransom still works. If it's a kidnapping story, right? If I go in and I don't know that's coming, that is such a huge moment when he turns the tables and mm-hmm. now the ransoms on the kidnapper that I'd be blown away. Instead, I'm just like, uh, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. Okay. Well, we now the movie is starting Terminator Genesis. Terrible film anyway, but the fact that there was nothing to it because they gave away the John Connor test in in the trailer. I always bring up Mission Impossible because the last two Mission Impossibles, the one two before, all it showed was the very first scene in the film when he gets on the side of the plane. That's it. What they don't tell you is exactly the same thing they do in, in the last film, the one with Henry Cavill. They tell you nothing of the plot. It's literally just a quick string of shots. That it was one of the best previews. Yes. That last Mission Impossible movie. Mm. I got done seeing that preview, and I was like, I cannot wait. Yeah, and they they did a great job in in that. They even used a shot at the end in the helicopter chase, but because it's two seconds of Henry Cavill sitting on the you know on the outside of a helicopter with a machine gun, they don't give away the twist of the movie right at all. Well, you you remember if you put that movie out with a trailer and he's punching 
Ethan Hunt. No, like, 100%. Wait, because it, it got me. I'm three quarters of the way but through those, it, and then that talking, twist, I'm like, holy crap. But we're talking about Star Wars, DC, yeah. Marvel, and Mission <laughs> Impossible. Things that projects that the audience is already very familiar with the subject yeah. matter. When you talk about going into a movie and you've already got me at a six or an eight, I've seen The Kitchen because it was a Vertigo, thus yeah. DC movie. There's right. no way I'm seeing that without that. But you have to, the previews are to get the people that wouldn't normally see it. Mm-hmm. Correct. So mm-hmm. if you have a movie like that is a standalone film, you have to create a trailer to intrigue people. I couldn't believe there was a trailer for Endgame. Right. Why the hell is there a trailer for Endgame? You're either in because if you haven't seen any of them, you're not, or you've seeing, only you're seen three or four now. of them. But see, the problem you have with, no idea what the hell is going on. The problem with mainstream audiences now are they want to know everything going in to the theater. They I'll don't want to be surprised anymore. It's not mainstream. It's us. You think it's the fandom? Oh yeah, the fandom. Want, I yeah. want everything. I want it as soon as possible. I need to know. I mean, look at Comic Con, right? All the questions. Yes. Who's going to be in it? What's going to be in it? What's the costume look like? Uh-huh. What's My this look like? What's Comic-Con. that? And it's all, that's the questions. It's not just like, I've, I'm a Hawkman fan, as I said. He's going to be in Black Adam. I was watching Fandome last year. That's why, That's literally why I bought the shirt I'm wearing right now. Because I'm <laughs> watching and I got a Black Adam shirt at home. I'm watching the Black Adam thing and he mentions, here's some of the characters that need to come with. Right. It's just artists. And when Hawkman came in, I'm in a room by myself at home. Applause, yeah, for like thirty seconds because I'm like, <laughs> that's my favorite character. He's going to be in the movie. I'm in. I but don't need to ha- see anything else. But just think, if you didn't know, because you would probably see the film anyways, right? Yes. And it's a you know Black Adam. It's going to be Dwayne Johnson. I would be hopeful people, that he would be in there. People are yes. going to see it no matter. <laughs> people are going to see that. Yeah. Now, if you didn't know he was going to be in that, right? And all of a sudden he shows right. up. What kind of would you oh. would be clapping for thirty seconds? You'd be sitting there. You know, oh, because I because I usually go to movies by myself because my wife is not a movie fan, and I just go for a matinee in the afternoon, go see the movie. If that happened, I go see Black Adam. I don't know Hawkman's in it. He comes on the screen. The guy next you're to me, you're a four year old be, child. Yeah, the guy next to me would be wondering why is this guy crying. Yeah, <laughs> that would be it, the reaction. We we always go back to Star Wars: The Phantom Menace yep. when they show Darth Maul's double lightsaber. That in the trailer. In the trailer. In the first trailer. Yep. They, of the, the, as I said, they ruined it. The communal experience would have been, because that was one of the, the first midnight films. That takes place, what, 205 maybe? Two, two hours, sure. five minutes in the film? You would have heard a collective, oh, <laughs> at, two of, at, at, at 2 o'clock, five minutes in the morning, would have been every fanboy. That would be awesome. The second saber, that second light. If that was there instead of in the trailer, it's just an awesome moment in the trailer. I said, if you were to trailer Empire Strikes Back right now, it would tell you Darth Vader's his father. Sure, that yeah. line would be there. No, but just think of the I reaction people father. would have had with Phantom Menace and the, uh, the uh, their their opinion about that movie. How much it would have changed if that moment would have been saved for the theater. Absolutely, and that's. I wish uh, there's things that I. You know, just living in, in life, even with on-demand stuff, I still see commercials more often than I want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've seen more of the Suicide Squad than I care to. I yeah. know more than I care to sure. going in. I want to go in with I a blank slate. I avoided the second commercial for Black Widow like crazy. Yeah. Because I didn't want to see it. And then when I go to the theater, they have this behind-the-scenes featurette before it. <laughs> and I'm like, 
Ah, uh, nah, I'm not. I, I can't help but hear I've already talking bought the ticket. This, this, yeah. And they're showing me one of the coolest scenes. In the, like, you well, Suicide stop. Squad's already ruined one of the bit, one of their big character reveals that they should have waited because it would have been, you know, Man, a Spider-Man. really Spider-Man's in it. a really great moment for DC fans or people that are fans of the comics. Yes. yes. I think a lot of that now is companies that want to get I always talk about like get ahead of the message because so much stuff leaks. No, oh, true, true. And so you're going to show it because you want the fans excited about the trailer they see and not someone on the internet going my sources tell me that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father, and we're going to find out right in the middle of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, so I think it's a even lot the of sources that are wrong that still kind of get something mm-hmm. right. It, it gets to a it gets to a. But tough you can point. avoid those if you if you are a fan that does not want to have yes, that information. You can, you can avoid that easier than you can avoid every commercial break for right major. So, but stuff. what I'm saying is those commercial breaks are there because the. Disney wants it to get ahead. No, I understand. Of I'm just saying as the bleeding fan. cool. So yeah. Yes. It's hard for me in the business I'm in. And yeah. that's the thing. Being well, it's at hard the to shop even and people like, oh, did you see that this person's doing? Yeah. Well, when we're trying to look up topics and things like that, you get all of these sites that are saying, you know, Luke Skywalker is going to be in Mandalorian, and you're this, that, and the other, and, you know, and you're trying to avoid it. But then you also get legitimate sites like, you know, Entertainment Weekly and some of the others that. And then this is what makes me just gets under my skin the most is that instead of saying, you know, we have, you know, here's an article with that's going to be about the Mandalorian. We have some spoilers or something in it. They post it in the, the headline and the image. Yeah. And then you're going, even if I'm trying to avoid it. No. Yeah. I have no, absolutely no way to avoid it. Now. Social it's media. What, it's what you're, you're just getting. scrolling. Yeah. And uh, I had to mute like three different things for the Olympics uh-huh. yep. because just all they the are is giving results. Right. You that was not, it's the same not thing with hockey. When you're one. trying, if you haven't seen a game yet and you're wanting to watch that game and not have it spoiled, it, your phone's telling you the scores before yeah. you. Let me tell you, uh, not only that, <laughs> uh, because I do watch games after the fact because mm-hmm. I work nights. And so I'll watch games sometimes starting at like 4 a.m. Because I that's I get off work at 3 in the morning. Right. So uh, I'll start watching a game very late. And uh, I can I know to avoid social media. I know to avoid certain things. Right. But you know what then ruins it for me? Text from this guy. <laughs> Texts from this guy about, I can't, what happened? What did Ovechkin do? Why did he do that? What a goal. And I'm like, yeah, because you can't not look at a, t- a text message. It's, well, it's not humanly I possible. I didn't realize your schedule at the time. That's why we, you know, we like we you know sometimes like with uh, Wandavision or Loki or you know TV, some of the other TV stuff. is tough. Yeah. Well, the first thing we've learned now, the first thing we put is, have you, you seen this? Yeah. Yes. Have you, you watched it? Have, have you watched, watched it? This? No. And that's the beauty of working late is that. Those things all post in the middle of the night, right? And I watch them all as soon as I get off work, yeah. and I, I'm like, okay, well, I can for, wake up tomorrow and look up the internet. For Wandavision, mm-hmm. I was waking up at five in the morning, and sure enough, the very the last episode where she shows up in her costume, I got to work. I'd already seen it. I watched it at like five in the morning. I left for work at seven o'clock. I get there at eight, and I pop open my phone now, knowing what it is. And one of the guys I follow has look at Scarlet Witch's badass costume from the new show, and it's the last scene with her coming down into the square. And I said, dude, it hasn't even been live for eight hours. Right. And you put that out there. He's like, well, you should know not to be here. And I said, I'm not talking about me. I didn't get spoiled. 
Yeah. But what kind of jackass are you? And don't give me that excuse. I'm tired of the excuses of, well, you should know better. I have to use Facebook for my job. Right. My staff is on a Facebook secret group page, and that's the only way I can communicate with all of them because that's all they care about. Yep. So th- we found all the years my boss and I are going through trying to find ways to keep everybody connected and keep, you know, being able to post information that everybody sees, and it ended up being Facebook. So I have to go to Facebook when I get to work. It's the it's and the so first thing that when I started going after him about it, and he kept saying, you know, like, well, it's it's you should know, and all this. Stop putting the onus on somebody else. If I say something wrong here that ruins it for Rich, I'm not telling Rich. Well, it's your fault for listening to me. Well, it's my fault it's, because I I should it's your know fault. better. You should have watched it already. It, yeah, I yeah. should. I, and that's what I kept telling this this gentleman. I said, you have the onus to say if you want to say, hey. Uh, something really cool happened in WandaVision. Even that, I hate that stuff. Even when it's just like, oh my God, what a great moment. Wait yeah. till you watch it. And you're watching the whole episode like, well, what is it? And then mm-hmm. if it's something that you sort of expected or it doesn't mean anything to you, it's yeah. just like, oh my God, then, it's going to blow your mind. If people say well, they no. want to see something, I'm going to go see this movie. What'd you think? I'm not telling you. Yeah. yeah. I won't even tell you it's good or it's bad. I'm just going to tell I've you I saw I specifically it. sent texts to friends, Eddie, uh, Paul, many friends. I don't know mm-hmm. if I've done it to you or not. With the avalanche, but I will specifically send them a text, knowing that when they when I know they're not watching a game live, and I will send them a text, and I'll just be like, "Let me know when you get to the third quarter." Yeah. Or can't be, you know? Make sure you stick around for the third period, second period. Zzz, Even though no, no, and I specifically do it knowing there's nothing important yeah. there, <laughs> so that they will disregard yeah. it if I ever do ruin it, and they'll think Doug's just being a jerk again. It's the same reason I've sent text to almost everybody in my phone. At one time or another, with something like, uh, "Hey, thanks again for last night. I'm sure the hair will grow back eventually." <laughs> and then I'll write back, "Oh, sorry, that was meant for my dad." And then they're like, "What in the hell?" So that if I ever send a weird text, the inappropriate text to somebody by accident, I can follow it up with, "Sorry, that was meant for my dad," and they'll think just another joke. <laughs> That's awesome. So, because I, you, like I said, you can avoid Facebook, you can avoid Twitter if you're diligent. You cannot avoid a text. Mm-hmm. If your phone goes off with a text message, you're going to look. We all are. And yeah. you're going to open it up. And if the first thing is, you know, Luke Skywalker dies or Dumbledore <laughs> right. dies or whatever it is, it's just, oh, man. I mean, and that's, but that's the, it is the nature of, of life right now. But with so many, so much stuff on demand, and I talked about this on Facebook the other day, that the, the, the loss of water cooler talk. Mm-hmm. Where we all watched the same show, we all watched X Files, and the next day we all talked about X Files is gone. We talked about oh, we yeah, talked we, about we've shows. mentioned that a few times. One of the things that I always loved with the CW or whatever, I guess it was still the CW then, is that they put Smallville on Tuesdays. We go on Wednesday to get our new books, and all of us would talk about Smallville for a half hour because we all watched it the night before yep. and everything. Yes, the idea that all of us watched the finale of Mash at the same time is wrong. Live sports is it. Live, live sports. And that's why so many people, it's the only thing anybody watches commercials for. And it is one of the few things is the hot mic stuff that, that we do for games. You know, there's an option is this hot mic app where you can watch with a group of people. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, Eddie or Doug hosts it. And then a lot of fans are in and we chat with each other. We watched one of the games last season. It was that Calgary Flames game. It was so boring. But I watched it because everyone's there and it was a good time. Yeah. This year, the the Tampa Bay one of the Tampa Bay Montreal games was awful. Yeah, and 
I said, if I would have sat down and watched that on my own, I would have been so pissed at the end that I didn't read the Star Wars High Republic book right. instead of watching this crap fest. But because we had discussions about hockey, we had discussions about the love boat, one of Doug's favorites. Um, Truly. The love boat. Yeah, no, he, well, it's the same thing. We went and saw don't, Snake Eyes don't today. Don't start something you can't finish, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> That's I all pro- I know of the song. <laughs> <laughs> I would have probably gone to see that by myself. You would have probably gone to see that by you yourself. Usually I go to everything by But myself. now we can go to, together and be disappointed <laughs> together. Yeah. yeah. No, it's uh, the, there's a thing on the DC Universe message boards that is used a lot by almost everybody, and I love it. It's the blur spoiler. Yeah. So if you're going to discuss a book, and it could be a book from five years ago, it doesn't matter. If you're going to discuss something that has a spoiler, you blur it so that people, and you lead in, you know, in Green Lantern number 28, I can't believe. Yeah, you redact it. And then so then you have to physically click on that mm-hmm. to reveal it. I wish if that I wish add that, that, that to Facebook and yeah, Twitter, it would be, be fantastic. That used to be in in chat rooms because there was a, a comic book writer. Chat rooms and forums. Yeah, forums. forums. Yeah. I was in, 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 and that was one of the things you could hide stuff. Yeah. And you used to be able to do the thing where you just put a bunch of periods at the beginning. Yes. So the thing that I have now is I'm I'm part of smaller groups, right? Like, I'm in a Star Wars group that there's maybe a hundred of us. And that I love so much better than being in a Star Wars group. We're all respectful to each other. We're all... And if you're not, you're gone. We just kick you out. So that's the type of group... That's that's the group I've been in where I've had meaningful discussions with people as to why they don't like The Last Jedi. And I don't have people just telling me, but it ruined Star Wars. You're an idiot for liking it. Okay, I can see why you like it. And and I've had those discussions to, to get... To, to see with other people to really understand... What makes you not like a film? What we did a two like and a half film? hour podcast on it. Yeah, I screamed at you the whole time. Uh, <laughs> it was a, basically a therapy session for me yep. on The Last Jedi, and where I, at the end of it, I went, yeah. right, yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I, Jedi, I, saw, I saw it by myself on Friday morning. The person I was supposed to go with was very, very sick, and he had seen it the night before, and I sent him like I sent him a message, and I said, well, I'm not exactly sure what I just saw, and he said, yeah, it sucked, right, or whatever. Oh, you hated it too, and I said, oh, no, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. And we started in text. And I'm like, well, we're going to talk about it tomorrow. Yep. And it got it got heated. And it's as long as the movie. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then I went and saw it the next day. And I went, oh, yeah, that, that makes totally amazing. sense. I love yeah. it. But in terms, it. in terms of Facebook, like finding groups of like-minded people, we've kind of thrown all the stuff out. Right. And so like all of us in there, like with Loki, it's a Wednesday. We have a spoiler ban all the way until Monday. So we mm-hmm. can't discuss it in the group. And we've said, look, most of us are friends on our regular books, our, our regular pages. We are going to make the, the pledge for us that we're not going to spoil it on our pages either. That we're not going to sit there on Thursday morning at 8 o'clock going, oh my God, I can't believe character X showed up in Loki. Right. Did you see this person showed up? Did you see this get explained? Did you see this part? We don't do any of that. So, right. And it is tough because you lose some of that. Like WandaVision was really tough. We'd put up the thing like, remember, spoiler van Wanda until Monday. And I was like, is it Monday yet? Like I need to... And then when it got to Monday... And everyone's had that warning. You've got 48 hours to watch it, and then it's on you. Yeah. And we've mm-hmm. told everyone, and again, it's a small enough group that everyone knows those rules. If you get in there, if you haven't watched it two, by Tuesday, yeah. and you pop into that group, it's going to get ruined. We still feel bad, but everybody knows yeah, you had that fair sort of chance. Thing. Yeah. There's that expectation already set there yeah. for, you for know, movies, like, if you're really looking at it. Then... Yeah. We have like a week and a half for movies because we know not everybody can go see the movies or, or whatever. Right. Like Black Widow, I think the spoiler man got listed today. And it's been a full week, week and a half or whatever since it's open. So 
We're very much trying to do that. And it's great in a smaller group to be like that. But the fandom as a whole is just give it to me right now. Well, and I want to know everything. I want to, And Kevin Smith's that way. Kevin Smith has talked about it. I want all the information. I don't care, and I'm still going to love the film. Because Kevin Smith's but, going for a different reason than yeah. you and me. He's a filmmaker. He's a storyteller. He can yeah. look at it analytically mm-hmm. in different ways than. But just even when he discusses being a being a fan, you know, seeing him on a on, a, on panels and stuff. But he he's can't separate about, that part of himself. No, he just wants. I mean, he, wants he to used be the to try. He he, yeah. he he used to try, but now it's yeah. But the uh, like going back and reading the new Fifty Two now, literally ten years after it debuted. There's no spoilers. Nobody's still talking about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it's bliss. You yeah. talk about me liking the love boat. You think anybody's going to ruin the next episode? First of all, you can't. It's I know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah I know what's going to happen. But I just watch it because it's four in the morning and my brain doesn't want to work. Yeah. I just want to mm-hmm. stare at the screen until I'm tired. That's, what, that's why I end up watching Simpsons over. So, Doug, do you watch the? So you watch all of the uh, DC stuff, even uh, HBO Max and all yes. that. Yes, specifically, I had DC Universe uh, yeah. when it had video. Mm-hmm. Watched all that stuff. Watched the old Aquaman pilot with yeah. Ving Rhames and uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. Uh, that that was what was really neat about DC Universe. Unfortunately, they they couldn't sustain themselves. I mean, I, I almost wish they would have made like in a subcategory of uh, HBO Max. Yeah, and left it there as it is intact. Be- yeah, intact. Yeah, because there was you know. The great thing, you had the digital comics there, but you also had had a place where you could put everything DC there. Yes. Unfortunately, they didn't put everything there no. and, you know, because of rights and, and you know who has distribution rights, things like that. But well, you know, my wife and I, we sit down and we watch you know, Titans. We watch all those shows, and we usually watch them all together you know, as, as a couple. And she was finding things about DC that she didn't know and liking about it. Yep. You know, she fell in love with the Harley cartoon. Yeah. Which she, you know, would have probably came downstairs a few years ago and looked at it and said, what the hell are you watching? Right. But she loves that show. She can't wait for it to come in. She's excited the Titans is getting ready to come back. And seeing which characters are coming in, you know, when it got to the end of season two and, you know, you see Gleek's tail come out, she knew who that was. and right. got excited that there's something new coming that she hasn't well, seen. Well, the end of Super of season one yes. with uh, Superboy Prime, basically. Yep. And you're like, that's a great moment yeah. if you don't know what's coming. Right. And it was a great moment. Um, that show, and that's it's it's weird that when, because of such uh, things on demand, and I was thinking about why do you have to go put on Facebook? What is it about us that says, man, I really like that show. I got to go put all my thoughts into a Facebook post and hit post. Because we, used to, we used to do that with our friends and we don't do it anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's but it's the also thing. who can be the first person to do it. There, there is, there's our, there's, that's a sub part of it. There's people that just want to be spoilers. Yes. There's a guy that literally bought the last Harry Potter book the day it came out in Europe, uh, read the last chapter and hung a sign over a freeway overpass that yep. says Dumbledore dies. The day it came out, like it had been out hours. Yeah. Nobody has read the whole book yet. That mm-hmm. person, I hope, was killed. Um, <laughs> because that's that's awful. That's just right. an evil person. But yes, so there's people that just it's have being to be spiteful first. just for the... Uh, right, being and spiteful. we talked about it with hockey. Like there was an expansion draft, and the insiders couldn't help themselves but reveal the picks ahead of the show. Right. Like there's no, there's no advantage to you for that. But even human nature is, I want to give my thoughts on this. I want to put it out there. Mm-hmm. But for Titans, I watched that show... It's on DC Universe, which maybe three people I know have. Right. And I loved it. 
and yeah. I and I would get done watching an episode, and I'm not a binge person. I watch an episode, I stop, I let it ruminate, I think about it for a day or two, I watch the next episode. I had nobody to talk to it with, about it with. <laughs> yeah, and so I, you end up seeking out groups yeah. of Have you seen this? And it is, but when you do that, if you don't see episode two in time because they all came out at once, totally, you're ruined. Great. Well, you I know? talk about Stranger Things. I have no. I didn't watch it the first week it came out. I just don't have time in the weekend. I don't binge either. I can't watch ten and a half hours of the same show in a right. row. And so I didn't get to it till like a week after, and I knew everything. So as I'm watching this, you know, there's an episode where if you haven't seen the first season, I'm about to ruin it. Um, and that's the thing. I have not seen any Stranger Things. Do you None. want to? I will eventually okay. see it. So and there's there a are moment, certain things. So then, then I won't say this thing. So, so there's a right. moment in it because I knew what would happen. That moment has no power for me. I'm right. like, okay, I know that person did that, this for this. Yeah, yeah. And I got about halfway through it. I'm like, I don't need to watch this. This is just, there's no tension. The tension in it is annoying me because like, let's go. Let, let's get it. Let's right. get so to that part. That's part of the problem when the, that type of stuff that drops really quickly. That's why I love, you know, everyone's mad about Disney Plus for week. I love week to week. Yeah. Part of the reason that I love Mandalorian is I didn't get it spoiled every week. Right. I was able to watch it. You know, I just had to avoid yeah, everything you can set, that day. You can or watch whatever. fifty minutes. Yeah, right. Like in a week, you can. And you watch can also. That. I can avoid for a day. Who Gogru is? You know that the baby right. Yoda in the first one, still the best kept secret in the last five years that nobody knew that at all, or at least didn't spoil it. Didn't come out and say anything. Um, well, most of season two we we knew, except for the, really that last season moment. two. We we pretty much knew everything. Yeah. Um, so. I love that that format. The reason that I don't like the binge, you know, the Netflix and stuff is, and there's a lot of Netflix stuff that I just don't connect to because I already know it all. And Netflix and I can't is really watch the it that only quick. one that's doing it anymore. Yeah, because pretty yeah. much HBO Max is still it's week to week. Yep. Uh, Prime has pretty much gone to week to week. There are certain things that they do drop as a whole. What Prime does is it drops multiple episodes first, like Invincible. Sure. They drop three episodes and then one, 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 one. 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 Yeah, yeah. They'll get you hooked. Mm. Well, that's but, what that's what Disney Plus did with WandaVision. They dropped two. Right. You know. I think they dropped two simply because that first one doesn't really. Oh, sure. You totally. Gotta, you got to see the second one in order to really understand what the hell's going on. But when you have that week to week, you, you do start to get that water cooler moment back a little bit. Yeah. Because if, you know, if, if you binge the whole thing, I've watched only one episode. Chris has watched three episodes. Ethan's watched, you know, half of episode. Right. We can't talk about it. Right. No, it's 100%. Mm. And that's uh, those moments are societal. Yes. Are valuable. And we don't have that shared experience anymore. Right. People right. don't watch the same shows. I You're think not- you only do when you have, you know, the last thing I can think of is both going with the, the staff and, and assorted friends and stuff to see Infinity War and Endgame. And like the moment in Endgame, Cap's been one of my favorites and, and I've sat there the entire time like someday he's going to lift the hammer it's going to be his when that moment happens like everyone around me is like I couldn't hear after that because you screamed so loud so incredibly loud when it happened it's like, I've been waiting forever for this even when I went to see episode three as a kid you know Lucas had told you like yeah Darth Vader and Obi-Wan fight and then he falls into the lava and that's why he's Darth yeah. Vader so I was like I've been waiting for this for more than 20 years yep and so when they you know my new empire, she's like, let's do it, come on! And like that experience, and having yeah. people around me was great for it. We waited all day to see it. Poor Mikey, he stood in line for all day, and then I had to too, <laughs> didn't I, Ethan? 
Yeah, I, yeah that's only because I had to work. I called him. Boom, boom. I called. I went to lunch. Uh, we were working at the same store. You know, and I went to lunch. And I was going to get the tickets for us for the midnight showing. And I called him up and said, Ethan, I'm not coming back to work. There's a line that's already starting to form around the building. Okay, okay, okay. I'll cover you. I'll cover you. I stood there from like noon until. He's like, clock me out. I'm yeah. going to stay here. Yep. Okay. I was like there for 12 hours or yeah. something. It was ridiculous. That's what Mikey was. There for like 12 hours. He's the second person in line. And this is before cell phone. Then, like you really have, you, you, yeah. you, you <laughs> have that stupid little uh, you snake gotta, game. Yeah, you got to know that I was there. We'll be there. We're picking up something to eat. And then my friend and I came and we stood and we walked right in and we walked right to where Mikey was at about 1145. <laughs> and the people behind us like, what the hell? There's a great story for the original Star Wars. I can't remember who it was, but the Marvel bullpen in New York. They sent someone to go stand in line for Star Wars, the theater in, in Times Square. The bullpen is the editors, writers, everyone that's working there. This is a dozen to a dozen and a half people. So, like, at 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, whatever, a showing start, they go down there, and, like, 12 people get in line at the very front. And it's just insults and, and, and screaming. Well, sure, think about it, because that's before yeah. you had the mm-hmm. signed seating and everything. Well, that was, the, that was the same thing with this. Yeah. Mikey, myself, and, and my friend, we all went right into the theater and took the three seats right in the middle. Yeah. Right where we wanted to. And then one of us got up and went and got popcorn and everything. You know, the seat in the middle was the one. Is that is that for anyone? Yes, there's three of us here. Like, come on. Um, and so, yes, it, it is that kind of, it's that fun thing. And that's that's gone now. We all buy yeah. our tickets in advance for most of the but time. Well, stuff. the midnight there's showing also 40, is gone. Thank God. You can't do that. <laughs> well, yeah, but you remember when we, we saw Spider-Man 3? Remember that one? The Spider-Man 3 midnight showing is one of the funniest of all time because people were excited for that film before they realized what that film was. And uh, the story I always tell, there was a gentleman there. He's dressed in, in his costume. This is before like cosplaying became the biggest thing in the universe. And so before the movie, everyone's super excited. They're taking for, pictures with taking him. pictures, and he's, you know, yeah. and he's got all the stuff. And that's a movie that we went to see, and we're we're watching it, and a, you can feel the audience like, woo, all right, yeah, Spider-Man, cool, okay, yeah. Uh, you can you feel, feel the theater turn. You can yeah. just feel it as the groans start, and he starts dancing and everything. So when we leave the theater, we're outside. We're in like a circle, and it's basically all the groups who walked out. It's 2 o'clock in the morning, 2.30, whatever. And all of us are just kind of standing there. And I still remember like rubbing the back of my neck like, whew. And, I was, <laughs> and this poor kid, he comes out. He's got his mask in his hand. It looks like the Spider-Man No More cover. And he walks out, and everyone's, boo! Boo, Spider-Man, you suck! And he runs into the parking lot like crying or wanting to. Didn't he put, didn't he put the mask on the on the uh on the trash can? No, light. he brought it with him. That, that would be the Spider-Man no more. But he ran yeah. into the parking lot. Fleeing <laughs> the crowd. This poor kid. Because that's the, the movie turned so bad. A yeah. packed theater of people who are excited. Spider-Man. Everybody loves Spider-Man 2. It's one of the best superhero movies. Yeah, I mean, more so even than X-Men 3. Because X-Men 3 is the same thing. X-2 is excellent. It's one of my favorite superhero films of all time. I said it's the best comic book movie at the time, like that's ever been made, because it is such a comic book. And then we go see three, and Brett Ratner took a giant dump all over everything. Horrible film, but even that didn't turn the way the Sp- the Spider Man showing is. And to make things Ooh. worse with the Spider Man showing, after this kid runs out of there, yeah, you know, that's when you realize. I turned around and I went, "Oh, I've got to go back and see this movie in eight hours." Because oh, that's right. I was going to go see it with Ethan and another friend of ours in IMAX. 
Because <laughs> we'd already bought the tickets. You yeah. saw that movie twice in 12 hours. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and I went, oh, crap. And Chris goes, what? I gotta see that movie again in eight hours. I had a friend <laughs> who was supposed to go with us and couldn't go because they had to get up early in the morning. And I still remember, like, early in the morning, they send me a text. How was it? And I said, go see it and decide. No, how was it? No, you go see it. How was it? I saved you from an experience you would never live down. <laughs> what? It's awful. It's terrible. It's awful. And I've seen a lot of awful movies. This yep. is a really bad movie. The really, Hobbit. really bad movie. That the was the Hobbit. next morning. <laughs> the Hobbit. Well, The Hobbit was, I think that's the last midnight we did. That was, The Hobbit was last midnight. So we went to the theater. That you and I did. Because Ethan and I did yeah. Justice League. Uh, yes. The, the last time we went like as a group. Because yes. Mikey was there. You were there. I think. I think your wife was. Yeah. Whatever. And we, we go to what's now the AMC here. What was it called before? I can never remember what it was. Movie, Movie Co. Co. Movie Co. So we go to Movie Co. And we sit down. And I'm excited for The Hobbit. The trailer looks good. The music's in it. It's Peter Jackson. We all love Lord of the Rings trilogy. Absolute achievement in film. Yep. I've watched them. The extended editions. The only editions. Multiple, multiple times. And the film's in front of us. And there's three kids behind us. <laughs> who are so high, giggling the whole time. <laughs> and I got up and turned around. I said, will you shut the f- up? I came here to see a movie, not listen to you jackasses. Laugh the whole time. The whole theater breaks out in applause. And I sit back down. I'm just like, Jesus. So now I'm watching the rest of the film, and I'm out of it already. And... So the movie ends, and I'm trying to process what I just saw and dealing with the fact that I don't think I liked it. I stand up. Mikey stands up. He kind of turns sideways. I turn backwards, and it's empty. And Mikey's giggling. I was like, what is like Those kids ran away so fast. Yeah. <laughs> they thought you were going to kill them. And that's, I always forget, that's also the night that I tripped on the stairs. Yep. And I smashed my knee. And I'm like, this is a terrible experience. And the next morning is this long Facebook post. Talk about we need to get our thoughts out. Of I went to see The Hobbit. I smashed my knee. I had these terrible kids. And the thing that really bugs me is I don't think I liked it. And I'm struggling to accept that. Yeah. I've seen all three of them in the movie theater. I've never seen them since. I've watched the extended editions of Lord of the Rings four times since I saw The Hobbit. That's how much I love right. that. And this, right. and so it's, I got a text from you in the morning. goes, I really don't know how I feel about that yeah, movie. I have no idea. I had to get it out there. And I just like, it's big. It's bloated. It's not shot well. The CGI was bad. Uh, CGI is awful. The rotoscope's on. I absolutely love Martin Freeman as Bilbo. Amazing. The Incredible casting was amazing. The casting is great. Richard Armitage as Thorne Oakenshield. Obviously, you have Gandalf. You have you know you have uh, Sir Ian McKellen. You have uh, Christopher Lee. Um, uh, uh, the Fairy Queen. Why can't I remember her name? The Elf Queen. The Elf Queen. Yeah. Very queen. Wow. Anyway. Kate Blanchett? Kate Blanchett. <laughs> and it doesn't come together. It doesn't yeah. click. I the movie just it makes me mad. I haven't I haven't done a uh I've only done two midnight screenings in my life and they both sucked. So that's why I haven't done any since. First one was Batman and Robin. Oh. I saw that at a humongous theater in Newport Beach that is, with that, my friends. We Batman stood in the rain. <laughs> In this community, they didn't do midnight showings at all, and so like you, you were definitely in a bigger community yeah, to see. Yeah, it. but we had to go down to Newport Beach at this huge yeah. theater, and we stood out in the rain for hours, and then we got in, and it was just awful. And then the other one was the Phantom Menace, 
And it was the same thing where during the movie, the, when it starts, it's been 20 some years. We've been waiting for a new Star Wars movie. It starts and about midway through, you could just feel this isn't going well. Uh, and by the end, I was like, boy, I've seen all three of those originally, the, the years, prequel. Yeah. Haven't seen them since. If you're not a star, if you're not a Star Wars fan, those films mean nothing to you. Well, yeah. but now we have kids that grew up with those mm-hmm. as their movies, and they love them. They'll well, that's the funny them. thing is, twenty years later, people are going, they're they're not bad. Yeah, I, you know, no, I can no, watch they them. are. They're bad. They are. They're, yeah. they're, they're, and, they're, I and I try and tell the, them, the you saw it as a kid. Yeah. And uh, believe that's me, that's your first introduction. Yeah, I I still can watch Police Academy right. because I saw it when I was twelve, mm-hmm. and it was hilarious. Yeah. I if I if you show it to me now. I have no interest yeah. in seeing that movie. I'm, I'm not going to defend it as good. Yep. For Star Wars, it's, it's always, um, you know, I work with a lot of people who are younger, get a lot of college kids who apply to us. And I'm talking to a, 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 a workmate, you know, a, a fellow employee once, and he's like, oh, yeah, episode three is my favorite. Oh. And I was like, how is episode three your favorite? And he's like, well, those are the first three I saw. Yeah. Because when he was a kid, that's what he went to see. I have a friend now well, talking about the, generations. the experiences that she had Where Clone Wars to get to episode three. That she was so excited for that film because, again, she hadn't seen the original. She only saw those three as, as a story. And they were big and they're loud and they're crazy and this stuff. And so that's still her favorite. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just as we, we will discover at some point in 20 years, there's kids that th- these three are going to be their favorites. Oh, Skywalker. It's whatever. Not my daughter. Who, this is, who's that generation that you know, she was with these? Nope. She's like, even the prequels. Nope. The original three are the only ones I really care about. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. I, know, that, I think uh, you'll, you'll see people maybe not as old as it, but th- those that are like eight, nine, and ten, yeah, you know that are that are like seven, nine, and eleven when those three films came out, yeah, those will be their experience because even if you see them on the small screen at home, when you go to see them on a big screen, there are no do, small. Oh, screens sure, there's anymore. a well, yeah, but it's a different experience, you know. Part of <laughs> when we were younger, you remember we had, we had twenty-seven inches and that was huge. Oh yeah, oh, I'm, that's you go over to that friend's house. Yeah, he's got a twenty-seven, and it's color. Yeah. Um, <laughs> See, Ethan, back in that day, <laughs> yes, the, the, I know the experience, and I think that's the thing where people are always like, "Oh, movies are going to die. Movies are going to be theaters are going to." No, it's, no, because it's still that communal experience. Yeah. The experience to go. Right. My experience for for Rogue Squad, uh, for Rogue One, being able to go that night, going with with my girlfriend. They had um, someone was there as Darth Vader. Yeah, I got pictures taken. It's just and to see a film that you really enjoy. On the screen, that I still I can still remember just any of those, all five of those. But you Whether don't I have like midnight showings anymore because everything comes out the night comes, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. doesn't. No, it that's the, uh, the the communal experience and comedies. When you talk about, I couldn't hear because you were screaming at uh, Captain America picking up Thor's hammer. That's for me comedies like yep. Anchorman. I remember the audience was absolutely up for grabs when he comes in with the cologne. And yep. the woman says that smells like Bigfoot's blank, and yep. you couldn't hear for thirty seconds. When when we, but the, not only the first time we saw it, the second time I saw it. This is when I was friends with uh, my friend from Target, Dazzler. We went and saw that first time. Could not stop laughing. Even the second time, the second time when it got to the fight, the Anchorman fight, I fell out of my seat again. <laughs> I'm on the aisle. Yeah. I can't breathe. I'm laughing so hard when Luke Wilson gets his arm cut off. Yeah. I did not see that coming. That was just on, too, and I'm watching And I still <laughs> chuckle at all of it. No, it's the uh, something about Mary. That's funny. You mentioned those two. Those are the two that I that remember one. not being able to stop laughing. Yeah. Like, uh, having a hard time breathing. Well, I, I remember going to see Naked Gun with my mom, and I was a big Zucker Brothers fan, and I still am. 
And uh, that entire movie was just, you had to go see it a second time to hear what was said. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that experience is always going to be there. The turning on people, I had an experience like that at a Fresno State game. It was a, it was a bowl game. There's a guy, special needs guy, Both. that advertised the, a mattress store in Fresno. Uh, and he was dressed as a king, mattress king, and he had mm-hmm. a sign. And he was at every Fresno State home game, and he advertised whatever. The, ro- the the bowl game is in San Jose. Close enough to Fresno, a lot of Fresno fans would go, they send the mattress king. We're getting our asses kicked in the first half. Uh, he comes out, and we booed the hell out of a special <laughs> needs kid and sent him packing oh, because he represented Fresno, and we were all so angry. This section of fans... I just remember him turning. That's just the un- unfortunate event. Yeah, he just, I remember he, he him just coming from the wrong up. City. I was about seven rows off the uh, the concourse where you come out of yeah. the thing. And I see him coming up with his sign. And he turns around and he's always been more welcomed warmly. And he's always been cheered or whatever. <laughs> at worst, disregarded, <laughs> right? At worst. <laughs> Looking at he phone. turned the corner and just an entire section of people. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. And he, his face was just confusion. So and I felt terrible, but I'm like, man, we are an angry mob. Oh, uh, so You're awesome. on the wrong side of town, buddy. He was telling the story in, in, um, in the Puck Podcast with uh, the Philadelphia, the, the Flyers in their, in their home arena. And it's like hockey fights cancer. Give money to kids. It's Sidney Crosby from their Crosstown Rivals. Of, so he's on there like, give money to kids. Boom! Screw you, you son of a... Like, yeah. he's trying to help for kids. No, it's... Uh, you can turn on it in that movie. If Again, it's, because, fans. Yeah, because it, because your heart's in it. Yeah. Well, it's when you're passionate about something. Otherwise, you don't care. Yeah. And mm-hmm. my wife wouldn't care less. She was, uh, she was actually asking me. She asked me last night. Because she came... She happened to come in at the wrong time into the room. The Ducks had just made their draft pick. I hated the guy they picked. I was like, you got to be kidding me that we picked this guy. She comes in to that. ask me something about for dinner. Yep. And I'm just, I, I just like sucked on a lemon. I'm just pissed off. I'm bitter. And she's like, why are you so angry? I'm like, because they picked the wrong guy. <laughs> a team that I have no control over yep. picked the wrong 18-year-old, in my opinion. That's, but that's <laughs> the passion I have my for favorite, that team. My, my favorite passionate draft story was the year that, Friend of the show, Geronimo and I went to the local sports bar here. It's now Bounty Mountain. I don't remember what it was at the at the time. Cro- it was Cronies, Char- Chewies, I don't know, whatever. And we're watching the draft, and that's the year that Thomas Hickey got picked fourth overall by the Kings. And I have my draft book. You know, the hockey news is like these are all the great drafts. So I right. have, I'm flipping pages trying to figure out where this kid is. When they make the pick, Geronimo, oh, throws his hands up, gets up. And starts walking around the bar. Everyone else is watching like baseball or whatever sure. in the summer, summer league basketball. <laughs> We're the only ones watching this one TV. And he's walking around with his hands and his like, freaking Kings, who the, where is he? And I'm flipping like, I can't find him. You can't even find him in the back seat. What? Are you t-? I'm like, here you go. Wait, I found him. What is it? 64. That's not even the second round. <laughs> he's going so mad. That's terrible. For this pick. No one knows why he's going nuts because of that passion. My favorite story with, with Calouse, when we went to an old-timers game, we went to the Dodger game. They're playing the Braves that day. They have an old-timers game. The old-timers game is always Dodgers versus Yankees because most of the old Yankees yeah. are here. They put, the, you know, we're there in a couple hours for the game. I'm in all my Braves gear. A gentleman, maybe three rows in front of us, all the games, his gear. 
they show they bring put up the lineups. Here's the lineups for the old Dodgers and Steve Sachs. I'm looking at the Yankees lineup. Daryl Strawberry, who played for him, played for both teams. Is that Jim Layritz? <laughs> Is that Jim Layritz? Is that Jim beeping Layritz? You brought Jim Layritz to a break. And all the Dodger fans are like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Jim Layritz hit a home run off of uh, off of the final lever in game four of the 1996 World Series. And the Braves have never won a World Series game since game two of that series. And they were going to win that game. They would go on, probably beat the Yankees. Instead, Jim Layritz ties the game in the ninth. The Yankees win. The Yankees win the next two. Mark Woolers. Ruined Mark Willer's career. Couldn't actually get a ball over the plate two years later. He was so traumatized by it. I hate Jim Layritz as a Braves fan. I hate him. So I am screaming, you put Jim Layritz. And the guy through me turns around like, that guy knows it. That guy knows it. You know it. Like, Why the hell would they do it? We're screaming at each other, screaming at the Dodgers Alumni Association for bringing Jim Layritz in. And that's how much that I still remember that moment. And that's why we love sports. We love that communal experience of, of movies and stuff like that. I but remember when it, that but when moment. it's good, it's good. When it's good, it's good. And that I'm at work listening to the game, the national broadcast. It's Vin Scully because sports stations across the country would pick that up. My friends are at work and I'm listening to the game over the radio going like they're going to win this game. Mark Willers has been great all year. They're going to win. He just pitch after pitch, foul off, foul off. Oh, it's a long drive to right field. Over the fence, the Yankees are tight. I screamed. The just obscenities like crazy. And my friend White Chocolate got it. He's a baseball fan. My friend Jared is not a baseball fan. He's looking at me like, what the hell just happened? Like, did his yeah. dog die or something? What is he screaming for? And I'm like, yeah, and we're, we wouldn't leave. They wanted to go. We were going to like a late dinner or whatever. I won't leave until the game's done. It ended like in the 11th inning or whatever. Those types of moments are... Oof. Well, uh, that's... Two of my favorite things in life are sports and music. Mm-hmm. Because they will bring people together, regardless of religion, race, no. ec- uh, economic. It's just a communal experience. Are either of you sports fans? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. How, many so times you, how many times you guys come to the house in, on Saturdays after Marshall loses? And No, we don't come to the house after Marshall <laughs> yeah. loses. You're just in a bad mood. Yeah. No, so... But that... When it's good... Oh, it's yeah. It's the greatest. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Angels 2002 run, mm-hmm. we couldn't get tickets. Me and my wife and my friend and his wife go. We're sitting in the same section, but none of us are together. We got four singles. We just wanted <laughs> to be at the game. Right. It was a playoff game against the Yankees. Tim Salmon hits a home run into our section at a big moment. I go running. I was on the aisle, and my friend was on the aisle like eight rows behind me. I go running back there. To celebrate with him. I overshoot him by like three rows, not knowing it. I'm hugging a complete stranger who's hugging me back. And we're jumping up and down. And as I turn to look at the field, I see my friend. And I'm like, oh, I, I've completely, who is this guy? Well, but that's just, you don't care who that person yeah, voted right. for. You don't care what they do for a living or what they think about abortion or any third rail topic. They're an Angels fan. You're an Angels fan. And music, when I was at uh, music festivals, it's the same thing. Yes. This is our favorite band. It is emotions put to sound. This is great. You know, we're all having a good time listening yep. to the band together. And that's, yep. those things will always be valuable and movies will always be valuable because they do that. That is, we all love Marvel. We all love James Bond. We all love Mission Impossible. We're all going to go see it. Yep. And especially if you go to an opening night screening, that's going to be the diehard. Well, that's the most fun is when you go and you're there with the fans. Yeah. 
You know, I think, remember episode three? Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Well, that's episode part of the, three, that's we were the there, and people we had lightsabers. They're battling down in the, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's, it's Comic-Con. Right. You know, when you're sitting there and you... We went to see Return of the King. That had to be midnight because, we yeah, we got out at like three in the morning, four yeah. in the morning, whatever. We went to the AMC in Woodland Hills, which was the biggest theater at the time. It's me, Dazzler, Dazzler's girlfriend, her little sister, we're all big fans. And we're there... And, you know, someone comes in dressed up as Gandalf. And right. We're all screaming for Gandalf. And someone comes in dressed up as a, as, as a, um, um, as the, the dark, the, the Nazgul. I've lost my mind. I'm getting dumber by the day. So the, the we're Nazgul. We're switching places. Yeah. He, he's, and so it's like that great experience in getting to the end. And I was like, oh, wait, there's another scene. Okay. Oh, wait, there's another scene. <laughs> Oh, and all of us got in the same thing. Like, how many endings are to this? Yeah. Are in this movie? <laughs> like, forty-five yeah. minutes, and then waiting. Is this? Is, and then you know you hear Annie Lennox start singing uh, into the West. Like, okay, this is done, right? We can leave. <laughs> like, holy. Well, crap. it's like you know when you go to a Marvel movie and that one fan get, or that one person that goes to see it gets up and leaves it during the credits. Here, what are you? And everybody's looking at him like, "Have you not learned? Where no. are you going? <laughs> yeah, we stayed till the end of Snake Eyes. No, the only I don't usually see a lot of movies. Like opening day, like I said, I haven't. I got burned, and I don't do it. But I went to Shazam, and uh, when you guys have seen Shazam, yeah. I assume I'm the only one that hasn't. But it's okay. uh, when he when they all turn into the Shazam yes. family, which was kept secret. Yes, it was. They were clapping. Yeah, it was great. It was mm-hmm. great. I can still watch that scene and get goosebumps. Like, what yeah. a great moment when you saw the seven chairs sitting there mm-hmm. at the opening. When he, you know, he first goes down there, did you think the same thing? Are they going to show this? Or, you know, I hope they show this in the movie. Or is well, this going to be the after credit scene? Yeah, I thought that's going to be if they do a sh- or a, two. a sequel. Yeah. yeah, and they are, and and I'm like, well, I don't know about that. The kids are like 25 now. But but, <laughs> but even having that that <laughs> no, but that yeah, just having that yeah. And I will say that to get it back to the the fan service, right? Like having Mister Mind in there. Yeah, I didn't like. Because it is so ridiculous that other people are... It's going to take you out of the movie if you don't know who that is. Right. Where you're like, what the hell? What? Yeah. Is that a... What? What happened? Yeah. And they literally focus on him earlier and then focus on him leaving. And if you're not there, you're like, what am I missing? Mm-hmm. So if those fan the, service that's things, the type of thing I think, in the hurt background, the, yeah. When yeah. you have something like... If you, if you had a jar in the back with the worm and you're like, oh, that's got to be Mr. Mine. Like, that's right. kind of cool. Right. You know, those little pieces instead of... Instead of the having uh, it be a focus or some a yeah. speaking role, like yes. allegedly uh, Catwoman was in, I think Justice League or Wonder Woman eighty four, one of the two. She was in it being arrested. I think it was Justice League, maybe probably. Uh, and you don't know it though. She's in the background of a scene mm-hmm. getting arrested, and you she's dressed in that yeah. like uh, Selena Kyle would be, and she's getting arrested. And I think they had a cat imagery somewhere in the scene to kind of give you an idea, but you wouldn't know it otherwise. That's fine. Yeah. It just looks like a scene. But fan service is almost too specific at some times. Where when it, it becomes, well, it's the same blue, thing, it becomes the same a thing point as of the film. What's yeah. an Easter egg and what's not an Easter egg anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, what somebody considers an Easter egg and it's, you know... It's a part of the it's plot. Part of, yeah, it's well, part it of it. It doesn't mean anything. Right. Yeah. Or it does mean something. If it means something, it's not necessarily an Easter egg. Easter egg is kind of thing of... It's that wink, it's that nod... You know, it's like, having oh, Alfred hey. Hitchcock in every movie. Yeah. You know, it's having yes. uh, Stan Lee in every movie. Where if you're just watching it to watch it, you're not going to. It's just that kind of, yeah, It's just, just an old character. 
Or in the case of all the women, was like, oh, I love that old guy. I can't wait to have sex with him. He's such a sex symbol. No, he's so kindly, and he didn't screw over everybody on the planet. All right, well, I hate to do this, but I think it's our officially our longest show now. That's yeah, one of them. I was going to say, are we even recording anything? <laughs> no, we are. You, we, you're going to have, uh, you're gonna have to come back and join us for another episode or two. Or as long as it's about DC yeah. or uh, DC, I'm good. Uh, but no, I'm happy. It was fun to be here. I could talk with you guys, like-minded individuals, same age. We could probably do the next. I mean, it's. Um, I mean, definitely the next DC film. I mean, big. That Suicide was, yeah, Squad's that coming out. I'm going to go see it in 40x. Yeah, and that'll be another Suicide Squad. Is someone gonna... who, who hasn't watched a lot of DC films, and of what I've watched of Suicide Squad, the original is awful. <laughs> Super excited to see Suicide Squad. I like James Gunn's sensibility. James I Gunn's think it totally sensibilities fits and what I've seen looks King Shark fantastic. Looks amazing. So that's definitely. But it'd also be see, nice so. to have differing opinions. It'd be nice to have someone that'll probably like it. Yes, that's what I mean. Well, I'm going in already. <laughs> if I'm Siskel and Ebert, the thumbs already up. Yeah, and it's going to have to really like having, having him on after Wonder Woman '84 would probably be interesting because I don't even think we talked about that film because we're just like, oh, no, man. we did. We we mentioned we didn't talk about it in depth, but we just mentioned that we saw it and. Yeah, I think because the, you we two did. were the only ones that saw it. At yeah, the time. And neither of us. <laughs> not only did I, you really not only it. did I see it, I bought the. The Blu-ray, the 3D version of the Blu-ray, in case they ever make 3D TVs again. <laughs> because I'm like, why would they make this? There's yeah. no 3D TVs for sale anymore. It's funny, it's because I, I used to have a 3D television, mm-hmm. yeah, and I bought the you know extra glasses so we could all watch them. We never never watched a single. Yeah. There was not, never any content for it, yeah, right? And problem. so, but I got that, and I found out I could put that into my Oculus and watch yeah, it in there 3D. There, so Ooh. I watched it on my Oculus in 3D, and it did. And then I'm like, this is phenomenal. That's oh, cool. see now that I have because I still have a lot of 3D discs and I haven't thrown them away. That's good to know. Yeah, you can upload that go, into go a digital buy an file. Oculus. Well, I'm, I'm going to get one anyways, but yeah, no, it is a uh... you know because I'm hoping the Oasis. Going back to the conversation we had before we got on the air, awful. And there is a the Oculus is a shared experience without being in the same room. Yes, yeah. so there's a theater that I could create showing Wonder Woman '84. You well, guys all the, join me. We watch it in 3D, and we can discuss it in real time well, they without have on, having on a Disney theater. Plus. They have that share watch yes. now, where you can yes. watch and it syncs it. And I think there's a there's an audio option that you can hear through or something like that. I don't I don't I remember. Think so. Eddie and I had to do some weird thing. We tried to watch one episode of The Mandalorian at the same time, and we had to have basically the PS5 or the PS4 doing a chat through that with our headphones, and then kind of like one ear in, one ear out. Interesting. So it didn't work too well, but the Oculus is great. But anyway. I would be happy to come back to talk about the Suicide Squad, Black Adam, the next season of Titans, the next anything that DC does. Or if you want to get into the new 52, I'm happy to go in and defend that because Resurrection Man. Uh, Resurrection Man was excellent. Yeah, there's some books that I've discovered in there that one I of the things, really like. One of the things that pisses like. me off is that they never, they never reprinted the original Resurrection Man. The non-New 52, the, one, the first one. I mean, I have all of them. They yeah, start, they, they talked about it, but then I think... They, they never did it because Resurrection Man got canceled after like 12 issues. Right. But I think with New 52 was almost half of the titles that I started with got canceled after 12 issues. Mm, yeah. So, you know, you had Frankenstein, Agents of Shade, Demon Knights, Resurrection Man. Those all got canned very early. Talking Dove? No, never touched Talking <laughs> Dove. Wow. <laughs> that, is, that is a story. That yeah. is a story. And a half. Another episode. Yeah. Yes. But no, it, it, thank you a very much for having for me. Well, Doug... So make sure you check out Doug on the Puck Podcast and the Duck Podcast. And as always, go to Facebook.com slash Nerdables, Twitter at Nerdables Show, and Instagram as Nerdables. 
For Chris, Ethan, and our very special guest, Doug, I'm R.A. saying we will talk to you next time. <laughs>